This is the Spirit Truth Podcast, conversations to equip worship teams and songwriters. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Spirit Truth Podcast. My name is James, and I'm your host, as usual. And um, this is a, a special podcast, my first one coming from lockdown. Uh, I didn't release one last month, as I guess the whole lockdown thing just turned life upside down, as we know it. Um, but I thought I'm not going to wait until we are allowed to, to get out there before I record something new. Um, and so this one is actually about a song that I wrote during lockdown called The Rock. I'm going to basically just talk through the song and, and what inspired it and, and what is the, the message behind it and and how I went about uh, writing, writing it. Um, I think most people who are experiencing kind of working at home, it's different environment. It's we completely thrown out of our normal routine, uh, especially if you can throw kids in the mix, it becomes interesting. So just a warning, there are kids playing in the background. I'm not gonna, this is not a studio environment. This is uh, a live from my bedroom. Um, but like everybody else, I've been kind of trying to process what's going on and just trying to see what is what what is God busy with in the midst of all this um, because obviously none of us a, month, a couple of months ago expected life to look the way it looks now um, but but nothing takes God by surprise and uh, he's busy moving in this time and in this moment and he's doing amazing things I know there's there's so many challenges there's so many difficult there are so many painful things, uh, the painful valleys that people are walking through. Um, but there's also amazing things that God is doing and just trying to kind of gauge what it is that he's busy with so that we can get our, our minds onto his perspective or our eyes looking at things from his perspective and kind of just processing things. And I, I really want to encourage you, and this is pretty much the purpose of this podcast and the reason I decided to to record it um, based around my song, The Rock, is I want to encourage people to, to really, in your seeking God and in your wrestling through these difficult questions, is to put it into art, put it into a creative form that uh, you're comfortable with and actually even go beyond that something that maybe you're not comfortable with um and songwriting i just find one of the most beautiful uh kind of creative outlets because you can take something that you've that you've been wrestling through and you can just to put it into words it helps you to process what is what's really going on in your heart um and so i encourage you you know the, the things that you're praying put those words down and try to make a song out of them uh, everything that you're thinking about the the stuff that God is showing you about what he's wanting to do in this time put it down and put it in song it's not necessarily that you're going to put it on Spotify uh, I mean you can but it, just to help you to process what is what is going on I encourage you to to write it down and so I'm going to chat through uh, my song process with The Rock I've got my guitar here with me um, so I can just basically explain how I how I went about writing the song. I think it was fairly typical in terms of how I approach my songwriting. Um, my process with songwriting is different every time. 
I, it often involves other people. Um, and this one, I actually, I did write in my own, but I, I always bounce my songs with others. I want others to, sh to show me the weak areas and improve them if they can. Um, and so I often get people giving me feedback on, I think this needs to be improved or this can be changed or this melody is not strong enough and stuff like that is painful, but it's so necessary. Um, and that's why I actually love co-writing because you, you kind of play to one another's strengths and uh, often a song can, can just be so much stronger than it would be just with a, a single songwriter. Um, but when I sent this one out to, to several people, they, they were all pretty um, happy with it. So I thought it was, it was kind of, it was done, you know. Uh, you don't always get that with a song. In fact, in my case, it's one in every probably 10 songs that feels like that. Um, but in terms of my process with songwriting, it's different every time, you know, whether it's musical lyrics first, it is different every time. But, but something that has become quite common for me is when suddenly just a little melody uh, or a little line or a phrase, um, maybe even without the melody, just a line of lyric, um, kind of pops into my head, into my heart, and, and that that will often define the theme or give direction to the theme of what I want to write about. And um, that theme will be just like rolling around in my head for, for weeks at a time, uh, sometimes, at least days, but, but often weeks before I start to write. It'll just be kind of, you know, in between the busyness of life, you know. I, I don't really have set out songwriting time I have done that in the past uh, when our second child came that that time unfortunately uh, ceased to exist uh, I'm sure it'll come around uh, in the future again but at the moment it's it's kind of just whenever I have a gap um, but you know driving in the car um, I sometimes forget where I'm, I'm supposed to be going because I'm kind of thinking of song lyrics um, or when you're doing dishes or when you're I was try try to be present when you're with family and, and and that, but but just taking just allowing your your heart and your head to process this theme um, before you sit down to write. I, I find that really really helps me. And so the funny thing when I wrote the song The Rock, it was honestly it probably took me about an hour to write. Um, that hour because of hashtag lockdown life was split up over probably a 24 hour period where like I had okay I've got 15 minutes babe can you take the kids for a few minutes I just want to quickly put down some thoughts so that that hour was split up over uh, over about a day um but all in all it took me about an hour to write but it had been a couple of weeks of me just I want to I want to you know put down on paper some of the stuff that I'm feeling uh, around the world at the moment and, and what I feel God is doing in terms of the the before so I, I kind of had this theme I, I want to write something about you know that's relevant for now that, that's kind of the thought that was in my head is I want to write a song for now something that's relevant for now um, and in terms of the, the kind of form that song would take you know whether it would be a corporate worship song or whatever I, I think I was leaning towards something like a song story um, I love song stories um, for those of you who are kind of my generation, um, uh, my very first cassette tape was, uh, I think, I can't remember the, the name of the tape, but the song um, was um, 
Free by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I think the tape might have been Lord of the Dance. That was definitely the first track. Um, but what a great song. But it's the song story he tells of going to a prison and meeting this man who was in prison, but he had met Jesus, so he was free. And it just had such an impression on me. Um, free, yes, so we have been forgiven. God's grace broken every chain. Giving me these wings. For those who maybe remember that song. Um, and since I first heard that when I was however old, I I just love the form of song stories. I find them so powerful. Uh, and the last couple of weeks, I've also been listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell. And that's, I mean, this is kind of her forte. It's just putting beautiful, beautiful lyrics to stunning, like, unpredictable melodies. If you don't know her, her stuff, I highly recommend um, not from a, a spiritual angle, um, but from a songwriting angle, just so inspiring. And uh, I often find this with my songwriting that um, I, I'm so influenced by, by what I'm listening to at that moment. Um, and I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that I can be inspired by, by music to, to write in a style that maybe isn't something I write in every day. And uh, so that's why I always encourage songwriters, write great, or listen to rather, listen to great music, listen to inspiring music. Do not listen to average music. <laughs> it's not going to inspire you. Listen to stuff that takes your breath away. Um, honestly, and Joni Mitchell's melodies, they take my breath away. And her, her lyrics are just so thought provoking. Um, and so when I'm listening to artists like that, I just it, listen to music that makes you think, oh, I want to go and write a song right now. Um, that's that's a huge um, just influence for me and a, a way to keep myself motivated uh, to, to keep writing. Something else that helps me as well, just a very practical tip, tip is that I keep a guitar lying around. You know, in our house, there's a, a guitar hanging on the wall near the lounge. It's in full sight. Uh, I can't miss it. Every day I walk past it. And it's just such a great excuse whenever I've got five minutes um, to quickly just grab it and kind of noodle around and, and play along with it. It's just a an older guitar, but it's it's always in tune and it's always ready for, for, for playing. Um, and that's actually how the song started in one of those sessions of, I've got five minutes. Um, I think my, my youngest daughter was, we've got this jumping thing, which you put her in and it's attached to the roof and she kind of like jumps up and down. And uh, in one of those moments, I just I started playing along with this progression. And then I started singing something. And I'll build my house on the rock, and it is Jesus. Da, 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 da. Started singing something like that. Um, and that's in between. Obviously, it's not like I was sitting down, I'm going to write a song now. Uh, but something I've learned over the years is, is to recognize those moments where there's something there. There's something, there's like a spark there. Um, and I, I encourage you to find out how that feels. What does it feel like when a song starts for you? Like, what does it feel like for you? And to recognize those moments and to pounce on them. <laughs> uh, and so I just, I felt there was, there was something there. And I think, um, although I didn't have the full kind of lyrics for the chorus, suddenly I've got a theme. Um, and that theme came from what I've been thinking about over these 
uh, last couple of weeks is just the fact everything is changing, everything is being shaken, everything is moving. But there is one thing which is constant. There is something that is unmoving. That is the rock of Jesus. Uh, what a beautiful picture that we have in Scripture. Um, and so, and it comes from also reading that that verse in Matthew. I'm going to get to that in a moment. And so, that's kind of where the song started. And I, I was, as I was sitting there, I was thinking, what would a what would a verse sound like? Uh, and for me, I, I often like to kind of chord-wise, if I'm starting on a six seven one, um, I would want to contrast that because um, it's quite strong chords I would want to contrast that with something quite different in the verses so then I decided to try starting on the one and then because I've been listening to this kind of uh, song story vibes you know I did the which I, I just kind of in, almost immediately went into the one seven it's like a walk down just immediately that creates a vibe it creates kind of a platform a framework for something to to be hung on uh, or something to hang on that and uh, that's when I started I think in that same session just kind of humming that melody so there immediately before I had any words I had um, syllables, <laughs> if I can put it like that. I had a... And uh, that kind of governed my writing when I actually sat down to write the song. Was, uh, it needs to fit within that, that phrasing, within that timing. Um, and the melody kind of shifts up and down, which was something that kept me interested. Um and so that was that was kind of the uh, kind of a, the beginning of the song. Um, I was a little bit hesitant when I kind of had the, got that melody because I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm making a lot of work for myself because it's a lot of lyrics. Uh, I knew immediately if I'm going down this path, this is not going to be just like a few kind of. This is not super simple in terms of just writing down a few thoughts. This is going to be a lot of words. Um, but I liked it enough that I was I was willing to, to put in the time. So then it came down to, to starting to put lyrics to the song. And um, maybe before I get to the lyrics and chat, chat through them, I'll just mention the, the rhyming pattern. Um, it was a bit of a challenging rhyming pattern, which came about because of the melody. So... It's basically, it's actually very similar to another of my songs, Zion, from the Holy Love EP, where there's a rhyme within the line. So there's an internal line, and then there's a rhyme at the end of the line. Uh, and I, you don't always have to rhyme in your songs. Um, but the thing I always say to songwriters is just be consistent. You know, if you if you don't rhyme, then don't add some random little rhyme somewhere. You know. Uh, but if you do rhyme, make sure that you say in verse one, make sure you rhyme in verse two and verse three and so on. Because otherwise it just feels a bit lazy if you're kind of, oh, I didn't find a rhyme here, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to rhyme there. Um, and rhyming, it, it just helps so much with the catchiness of a song. It makes something more hooky. Uh, but at the same time, it does make things more challenging because you have to work extra hard to 
still say exactly what you want to say uh, without compromising on the fact that you want to keep your rhyme consistent. Um, so just an, as an example, what I mean with the kind of rhyming pattern, if I look at the first verse, it says, do you hear the nation's rage? The people make their plot in vain. So there's a rhyme. As rulers and as kings prepare for war. And then the next one. Again, the, against the Lord, against his son, against the kingdom that must come. There's a, that internal rhyme. And then the rhyme again at the end. The world rebels against them all. So war and all. Um, and I must just make a note. Like I, I, I use a lot of imperfect rhyme in my songs. Um, I think... Because I, I, maybe, you know, if you weren't so concerned about your lyrics, you could just let the rhyme guide you and rhyme perfectly, but not say exactly what you want to say. Um, but I, I really believe it's important what we say, the lyrics that we use. So uh, sometimes I'll compromise a little bit where a rhyme won't be perfect, um, but the you can cover up imperfect rhyme really well <laughs> with singing you can kind of make the make it sound very similar even though it's not perfect and uh, in terms of, of finding the, the the right words often it means a lot of shuffling it means kind of okay i'm not finding a rhyme for this word let me shuffle the the phrase around let me shuffle the line around maybe if i put the the beginning word f towards the end you know how can i restructure this grammatically so that I create new possibilities and can maybe see something, a fresh rhyme, something that I, I wouldn't have seen. Um, and sometimes you're, you're led by the rhyme. Sometimes like there's a word that pops up that rhymes and you're like, hey, that, that actually leads me in a good direction. Um, but again, I want to make, I just want to be clear, make sure that you don't allow the rhyme to lead you in a direction that the song's not supposed to go and make sure that the rhyme still says what exactly what you want to say uh, if it leads you into something kind of that's not connected or it's it's not what you're wanting to say then as good as it is leave it and, and trust for for something else something new you i know you sometimes you feel completely stumped and you're like how is this going to ever work out but after a day or two usually you you're able to find something and uh, for me finding rhyme it's it's often as simple as sitting there and just literally, you know, mat, cat, sat, hat, <laughs> uh, just going through, just saying as many different words as I can to try and find out what I can rhyme with that word. Sometimes it means going to Google. Google is your friend. Uh, and, you know, punching in one of these rhyme websites and say, so say perfection rhymes with and then see what, what pops up pops up on Google. Um I actually seldom find stuff in that way, but often just looking at those words, it it sparks a new idea, it sparks something different. Um, something else that really helps is also synonyms. Um, you know, take the word that you, you're wanting to use and just Google search synonyms, um, and then you, you see different ways to say the same word, and then maybe one of those words, you can start the process again, um, kind of running through the different possibilities of, of rhyme. So synonyms help a lot all right but let's let's get down to the lyrics i'm going to start at the top um with verse one and kind of what inspired uh these lyrics that are that i ended up writing down and uh, i think one of the scriptures that immediately came to my mind as i was resting through 
everything and trying to process everything was was Psalm 2. Um, I'll maybe just read the, the first little bit of it. It says, um, Why do the nations conspire? This is the NIV translation. Some other translations say rage, which ended up in the song. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I've installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. And um, just this whole idea of the, the nations raging and just being in unrest and people making these plots and kings and rulers, you know, they're, they're trying to make these plans and... Uh, it's this great rebellion against God and against his anointed. And I thought that just, it couldn't be more kind of apt um, for the situation that we find ourselves in. And I, it, maybe it feels strange to say that they're conspiring against God, but I, I think at the end of the day, isn't any, isn't all rebellion ultimately against God. And, you know, it's, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's, there's a spiritual battle. And, Every hum, humanity has this great desire to rebel against the rule of God. And that's where we find out. That's why chaos happens in the world. That's why sin happens in the world. That's why disease happens is, is because of our own rebellion against the ways of God and against the purposes of God. And so this these verses just completely kind of captured for me what what is going on in the world right now with the nations raging and uh, i i'm i always love it when scripture rhymes for me <laughs> when that happens i i get very excited because i'm like oh thank you david or whoever has written the the particular part of scripture um for for doing my work for me and i mean in psalm 2 verse 1 um in the in the translation that I ended up using, it's it started with why do, why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? So immediately, it's already rhymed for me. I don't need to do anything. Um, and so I, that's just maybe a, a little tip for you is to, to, to really look at natural rhyme in scripture. Um, and the, the great thing about the Psalms as well is they're, I mean, they're poetry and their songs so they're they they're so well put together they're so easy to even though we our language is so different and our our sense of meat and rhyme and poetry is is different it's they they fit so well they're so easy to um to kind of tr transform into something that works in modern english um so what I often do when I write from the Psalms or from some of the more poetic parts of scriptures, just to play around with words, switch words around, find close substitutions. You know, I still wanted to say what it says in the scripture because I, I so believe in the power of singing scripture. Um, you just know those parts of the songs that are that are actually scripture and that they're, they're just so much more powerful. Uh, so I, I try to keep as much of it in as I can. Um, but kind of switching words around, shuffling them around, or using close substitutions. So that was verse one, um, where I kind of speak about the nations raging and the people plotting and, and the rulers coming against God. Um, 
there's an example where in the psalm kings is mentioned before kings are mentioned before rulers but in my song just to help with the flow the the sense of meter uh, i said rulers first and then kings small things like that just help to kind of convert psalms into something that works for the song that you're writing uh, and then from verse two i it, it flowed naturally from that thought of kind of god god is in his heaven god is in heaven he's in his throne room, he's enthroned, he is completely unaffected by all this plotting, all this chaos uh, that is happening. And nothing kind of affects him, nothing spoils his day, nothing takes him by surprise. This is the God that we serve. Nothing around coronavirus or around the, the chaos on the earth is unsettling or it's, you know, it's threatening to him or anything like that he is transcendent he is far above he is so great and he is so holy and his ways are higher his thoughts are higher um, but at the same time i really believe it's important that with the songs that we write we we, we paint a full picture as full as you can in one song um, of the character of god and god is transcendent but god is also imminent Meaning that God, God is far above. He, he is unaffected, but that doesn't mean he doesn't see our suffering. It doesn't mean he's not moved by our suffering. Jesus the whole time was, was moved by compassion. And we see God's compassion throughout scripture. We see his mercy, his forgiveness, his long suffering. God's patience is throughout the Old and the New Testament where he, he didn't give us what we deserve, but he gives us so much grace, grace, grace the whole time. Um, and so that's why with that, with, I wanted to kind of make that progression in verse two that yes, God is sitting above us in his throne room, but he's not just there kind of dispassionately looking at us and thinking, shame, pull them. He's, he's with us. Um, and specifically, he's, there's a certain type of person that God is especially near to. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in Matthew 5, uh, the Beatitudes, um, you know, and where it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so I, I kind of, I wanted to use that. That was a, a, a kind of, actually a, a lyric that I got for another song. And the God of power without limit, he's near the poor in spirit. Um, and I felt it tied in really well with this song. Just to, to narrow in that, yes, God is far above, but he's also with us. Um, something else you may have noticed just kind of chord-wise with the song was um, I tried to bring in some alternatives to mix it up a bit and just to create a bit more interest because the melody of the verses, there's a lot of verses, there's four verses. And so if you had that melody running the whole time with the same chords, I think it would be a little bit, um, get a bit annoying or <laughs> monotonous. Um, so in that second verse, um, on the first verse, I start, I do that rundown. Uh, and on the second verse, I decided to mix it up by starting on the sixth. Um, Again to the sixth, seven. So they're just small things like creating a little bit of interest by by changing chords around help chords around helps. Um, and then back, back, then it got to the chorus, and I already had that pretty well established from that very first time where I, I kind of caught the inspiration for the song. I want to write about the song. I want to write the song based around building our house on the rock, uh, and that comes from from Matthew seven. Uh, maybe just read that where 
Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Just this beautiful imagery. Scripture is just full of this incredible imagery. So, so beautifully written. Um, and just imagine, just and just kind of apply that to what we're seeing now. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And this amazing promise, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Uh, and I thought that's just such a beautiful picture to try and put into a song. So encouraging. What an encouraging, encouraging um, just picture for us to hold before us as we're going through these uncertain times. Uh, that in the midst of the storm, and even when fear is kind of crouching there at our door, we know that we will not fall, we will not be shaken because our houses are built on the rock, and we kind of commit to building a house on the rock, uh, referring to you know the words of Jesus, the commands of Jesus, building our lives and our houses upon the the foundation of the truth of who He is, and kind of living in obedience uh, to to Him. So that was the chorus. The verse, uh, the verse after that, verse three. Uh, I knew I wanted to say something about suffering because, as I say, this is a theme that I've been thinking about a lot, and I, I knew if I write a song in this time, I need to mention suffering. And I, because there are so many going through suffering, there's so many who are questioning the goodness of God right now. There's so many who are saying, "God, have you forsaken us? Have you left us? Why are you allowing this?" And it's so difficult to speak about suffering because there's no there's no one size fits all answer to why we suffer, um, and I think it's yeah it's just it's dangerous to to kind of try to use a, a one size fits all answer and to say you're suffering because of X Y or Z. We we don't always know why we suffer, um, and uh, somebody like Job, I mean, he suffered despite his righteousness without having done anything wrong on his on his side. He he. he God allowed him to suffer like that. Um, but while we can't always explain our suffering, we do know the truth of what Scripture says and what you know generations have experienced through suffering is that suffering is blessed because it helps us to know Jesus more. It's blessed because Christ is with us in the suffering. Christ is close to us in the suffering. And we, what comfort that brings to know that Christ is, is with us and to know that Christ suffered more than anybody can possibly suffer because he, perfect, you know, enthroned in glory, came down to earth to be with a people who didn't want him, who rejected him, who despised him, who eventually killed him, who took our shame and our sin upon himself and was separated from the Father he suffered more than any human being has ever suffered. And he did that to show us just, you know, it's just set an example for us of, of what it means to truly lay our lives down and to be obedient even to the point of death. Um, and so I think that comforts us no matter what we're going through right now, whether it's people who've lost jobs, whether it's people who've lost family members, whether it's people who are uncertain about the future, Whatever suffering we're experiencing right now, Christ is with us. Christ knew what it was to suffer, but he stayed faithful. 
and he wants us to stay faithful and he gives us the grace and the capacity to stay faithful because that's who he is. He's the comforter. He's the, the uh, he sends us his spirit who is the helper. Um, so I think that's just such a beautiful encouragement. Um, the bridge was um, also very much linked to Psalm 2. An- another idea of kind of the, the, these nations that are raging and, and this kind of chaos that's happening is something I felt very strongly about what God is doing in this time is he's, he's busy shaking. He's shaking a lot of things. Hebrews 12 speak, speaks about the fact that the voice of God shakes the earth until only that which is unshakable can remain. And um, I think that's just so so powerful that there's, there is so much in our lives, there's so much in our world that is built on these shaky foundations, these kind of these temporary things and, you know, these little idols that we allow in our hearts and in our lives. And when God shakes all those things, they, they're shown immediately for what they are. They're shown as that we cannot depend on them. They're, they're not eternal. They're not of eternal worth or, or value. And so then we're, we're left with the, the one thing which is unshakable is the kingdom of God. It's Christ and his promises. And it's the church that Jesus says, you know, the gates of hell, hell will not prevail against it. He is busy building his church. We're going to, this is a certainty. We don't know what is, you know, our jobs might not remain. Our some relationships might not remain. You know these kind of temporary things. But at the end of the day, the kingdom of God will continue ad- advancing, and the the church of God will continue to be purified and to be made be- beautiful. And we're gonna meet our bridegroom one day. That is a beautiful truth that we have to look forward to. And in terms of kind of melody and chords, I really wanted the bridge to be a bit of a breakaway, something different. So, because there's a lot of repetition of chords in the rest of the song, so that's why I introduced that too. Um, as we're going through the the chorus chords, and the voice of God will shake the earth. try to bring in some variation there i think a bridge is a great way to bring in some just some fresh air something very different to kind of bring a a a break um from from the rest of the song and then basically the the last verse you know your the way you end the song is really important it's your last statement it's kind of this is this is what people are going to be left with, and especially in a song story. And uh, I wanted that last verse to kind of tie everything together, um, just to, to bring it all together. Unity is a really important factor in songwriting. Um, if you can get your hands on any uh, recordings of uh, Pat Patterson from Berkeley College in the US, he's I've watched some videos of his. He speaks about prosody, uh, which is basically... <laughs> You can sum it up as unity in that all the elements work together for the common goal kind of thing. And, and that's across the board. That's in terms of your, your chords support your theme and your, your, your rhyme and your phrasing and your length of lines and your melodies, your, the lyrics that you choose. Everything serves the greater purpose of the song. So there's, there's nothing that's kind of its own agent and kind of 
undermines the purpose of the song, but everything supports one another in in bringing across the the message of the song. And so I I kind of wanted to make sure that this verse was a, a tying together of all any possible loose ends in the song to to make it all fit together. Um, and uh, so I, I decided to to make it one of of looking ahead a little bit and I. Uh, you know, what is life going to look like in the future? We don't know. We, it's probably going to go back to the crazy busyness. And that's why I spoke about traffic jams. I think traffic jams kind of characterize life for me <laughs> in terms of, um, you know, the busyness of life. It's just on one hand, they're, they're so, our lives are so busy and so fast paced, but we're all stuck in traffic at times. Uh, fast but frustrated lives um, that... I think this whole shutdown and lockdown has caused us to reevaluate so many things. Um, but the reality is we're probably going to end up in traffic jams again. And then and then we've got to ask ourselves, what has changed? What's different? Uh, and that's why that last line, uh, again, it just brings home the overall message and the heart of the song is that Christ, our rock, our cornerstone, He doesn't change. And may we remember what we have learned through this entire shaking process that we cannot cling to anything other than Jesus. And so that is the song story of The Rock. Um, Very, as I said, uh, something that I was thinking about for a long time, uh, but quick to to write, very quick to record. I I recorded in my room with, I've got a SM7B, uh, I've got a Duet Apogee um, interface, uh, recorded on Ableton Live. I basically, I knew I wanted double-tracked acoustics, so I did one take each uh, of the two acoustics, um, doing the exact same part, one for the left ear and one for the right eye. I did a, a vocal. I, I was feeling so tired. It was the end of the day. I'd done the acoustics, and so I just wanted to do a quick kind of guide vocal, scratch vocal for, for Neil, who was going to mix the, the, st- the guitars for me. So I, I literally sat there in my chair and did the, the most lazy vocal recording I've ever done in my life um, uh, without warming up, without properly articulating. Uh, you know, I was just, I was so tired and I just wanted to get this off to him so he can tell me if the acoustics uh, were going to work, the recording that I did of the acoustics. And then he's like, I really love the vocal. And then <laughs> I also really liked it. I, I thought it suited the vibe, you know, very laid back, very lazy um, kind of way of singing. Um, and thankfully, the, the pitch wasn't wasn't too bad. So it ended up being, being pretty good. And, and Neil basically mixed it together. He did some basic kind of mastering techniques on it uh, just to make it sound really pretty. We did a, a quick music video, which is also, it would have been one take, um, but then one of the kids... Uh, shot <laughs> walked into the shot and so we had to do a second take and, and kind of magically edit the the two takes together that was literally just me sitting at the the fire where we normally bry uh, in our backyard um, and so it's just a very quick song to put together a very simple song um, but it's been really great to hear that it's been encouraging people and so the reason I'm I'm speaking about it this today is in this episode as I, I just want to encourage you is that there's people who need to hear the songs uh, that are on your heart uh, and even if nobody hears it God wants to hear the songs that are, that are on your heart so I encourage you take the thoughts that you're thinking 
the stuff that you've been processing, the prayers that you've been praying, put them down on paper, write a song, write a poem, paint a painting, do whatever it is, but just let's express, let's not just allow it to be locked up in our hearts, let's express what God is busy speaking to us about in this time. It's a profound time. And I, I really know that we're going to keep coming back to 2020 and the lessons we learned in this year. Um, and that's why I feel it's important that we write it down. Bless you. Thank you so much for joining for this episode of the Spirit Truth Podcast. I really look forward to the next one. Uh, I'll hopefully get a, a guest in over Skype or something. It'll be good to be talking to somebody rather than just my own voice. But I trust that you encourage today. Looking forward to the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining the Spirit Truth Podcast. Check out chauffeurband.com for music and resources. You can also subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Oh, 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 o